Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixie, and returning with me in the studio, it's been about four years, King David. How you doing? I'm feeling blessed and highly favored as always. Oh my gosh, you? four years, eh? Yeah, that's the whole university degree right there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why we, you know, it's been so long. We were in COVID and I had met you before the pandemic had started. But you've come on the show quite a few times after in the pandemic. Yeah. So how does it feel to be, meet me again in person for the <laughs> second time? Well, before I answer that question, I just want to acknowledge Donovan and just say that Donovan was actually the very first person who gave me my very first radio interview when I was this young, shy, 19-year-old kid wannabe musician back in university. And I want to shout him out because he gave me a chance when he didn't know anything about me or I barely released music then. So it's a full circle moment then coming back and just reflecting like, wow, we've both grown so much in our respective journeys. We know each other a lot better now, and I feel like there's more of a story to tell now. Oh, So I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So why don't we tell the new listeners? They don't. They may not know King David. They haven't yeah. experienced what's going on here. What do you want to tell them right now? Well, there's a lot in store. I would say 2023 is a year filled with lots of lots of new music coming out. Music that's supposed to touch you, inspire you, and bless you, as I always aim to do. So just watch out. Stay oh. tuned. All right. How did the passion start where, you know what? I want to be a musician. Yeah. So I had always started off playing instruments growing up. I played the drums quite often in church. And I'd always listened to a lot of music and always felt like I could make it myself. Because sometimes, frankly speaking, a lot of the music I was hearing wasn't sounding like the music I wanted to hear, if that makes sense. So I tried my hand at producing at first, and then I realized I couldn't find the right artist to jump on my instrumentals and beats. So then I said, why don't I just take the chance to record on my own music? And when I tried it out, I got a lot of positive feedback. And I said, well, this, this sounds good. Why don't we take this a bit further? One thing led to another some singles, EPs, albums afterwards, and here we are today. All right, all right. What have you learned watching yourself release music constantly? What have you learned about yourself as an artist? Well, I, I've really learned how to, one, tell a story that's relatable to somebody else and that doesn't just only make sense to me, which is a mistake I used to make quite often. And also, it takes a lot of work, to be honest, to, to make and properly release a song. A lot of people see snippets on Instagram or YouTube and think it's just this one time when your favorite rapper goes to the studio, records a song in like 30 minutes, and that's the end of the story. There's a lot of time that goes into songwriting, producing, mixing, mastering, promoting, and marketing. It's like a whole product, like an electronic product, like a new phone. So it's, it's a learning curve for sure. All right, all right, all right. So bring us up to speed on your singles, right? Yes. What can we expect? Because there was that transformation where we were an artist, and now we're talking about our hunger and our love for Jesus. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. But some may not agree with this <laughs> transformation. So bring yeah. us up to speed on some of the singles. So more recently, at least this year, I released a single called Upper Room, which is track number two on my new album, which just came out uh, April 21 today. And the name of the album is called All Praise Yahweh. So Upper Room is essentially talking about how much I love God, how much I want to pretty much wine and dine with God, have a close, intimate relationship. And All Praise Yahweh is just meant to be a fun playlist 
of praising God in what I call a lit way, a fun way, you know? All right, all right. Now, some of the past ones, too, in case they want to, you know, check it out. What yeah. would you encourage them to check out? And I know some of them yeah. weren't, <laughs> you know, scripture, but at least what I love yeah. of you, you weren't swearing, you weren't cussing, yeah. you weren't being misogynistic yeah, or definitely. homophobic, you yeah. know? Yeah, so what, what Donovan is referring to is, like, songs from way back, like 2019, 2020, when I was a confused little teenager just trying to just make something for the sake of making it. No purpose, no substance in the music that I was making out there. It sounded good, don't get me wrong. It sounded fun. It's a good ear candy listen, but it's not something that would move you internally, if that makes sense. So yes, you can check out some songs like, uh, there was a song called Broski, which is a fun listen. There was Sunlight, uh, songs like Breathe, songs from way back. You can pretty much find this on my Spotify or any other platform under King David. All right, now let's talk about Super Duper. That kind of has like the Lecrae vibe. That's what I saw. What do you say to that? Yes, definitely. It's, it's meant to be a hype song. And in making the songs for this album, I was predominantly thinking about how I would perform them in a live setting. So I typically looked at videos from, uh, let, let's say, mosh pits, for example. You know, when you go to a rap concert and everybody's just jumping like, hey, hey. I try to, I try to <laughs> simulate that setting and thought about how could I make a song again, staying on brand with praising God, but in a fun way that would suit that setting perfectly. Oh. It's a very easy song to listen to that's the main thing very easy to remember the lyrics and it's just fun in general that's that's just the whole game all right what are some of those lyrics super duper (laughs) (laughs) so the chorus is like abacus in my cross counting all the many pennies and the rings that i want i'm kind of lost i got no words couple diamonds on my heart i'm about to give it all to god trust in the process and then it kind of goes on and on like that there are some pauses in there, some breaks, and when the beat comes back in, you cannot help but bop your head as hard as possible and just jam. That's just how it is. I love it. Yeah, it's a fun song. Okay, okay. So you and I were talking off interview, right? Yes. <laughs> can we play the song in church or no? Yeah, we can, we can play it. If you want to play it on a Sunday morning, please go for it. Pretty much what I was saying was, of course, it's not a traditional gospel or CCM song which is typically what most churches would play on a Sunday morning. I preferred it to be played, for example, if you were to have like a youth hangout or a party or a barbecue or at a concert. But if you want to be edgy, if you want to push the limits, push the boundaries and play it on a Sunday morning when everybody wants to raise holy hands, I am not going to stop you. I would encourage you. All right, but isn't it changing now? Aren't we having CHH artists performing at their church on Sunday morning at 11 a.m.? <laughs> yes, it's it's good to see that change coming more and more. It puts a massive smile on my face to see that people are warming up to hip-hop and rap in the gospel world in general. So I feel like there's more room for people like me now to explore Okay, but they're not necessarily warming up because let's talk a little bit. You know, let's yeah. talk a little bit. They're not warming up because, you know, what do you say to Maverick City being at the Grammys this <laughs> past February? Oh, yeah. So wh- when it comes to, of course, performing in the church, that's typically when a lot of people are okay with it because they feel like that's the right setting. But when it comes to people like Maverick City or Kirk Franklin going to quote and unquote secular settings, to display the gospel for some reason christians tend to have a problem with that and i'm opposed to that mindset because i feel like that's actually the perfect place for them to be 
Because again, if they're not there, which other Christian is going to be there to speak about our group and speak about our message and represent us, right? We don't just want to isolate ourselves and create a bubble of just gospel musicians speaking and preaching and singing to gospel people alone. We want to share what we have, what we've created with the world. So I think they should be encouraged to go to secular settings. All right. Would you go to a secular setting? 1,000%. That That's literally my end goal. I don't just want to be a church performer. I want to perform in the secular settings. Okay. What if your church has a problem with it? If they have a problem, we're going to have to have a conversation about that. And that's, that's how we should be. I'm not here to steer the pot and start fighting with people. No. I think I, I just want to encourage healthy conversation. Why do you think I shouldn't go out there to perform? Because I believe I should. Let's talk about it and figure something out. Okay, be be not conformed <laughs> to this world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quoting yeah. the scripture wrong. <laughs> I don't think it's like conforming to this world per se. I think you're trying to influence the world. You're being the salt of the salt of the earth, you know, the light of God. You're bringing it to the world, so... Okay, so just remind listeners again, you can perform in church. It's okay to perform yeah. in church. Your song, yes. right? Broski's not okay, is it? No, no, okay. I'm, I'm saying that straight up. <laughs> I'm glad I gave context to that song. Again, like I said, it's a fun listen. It's good ear candy. It sounds good, but it doesn't have the substance that I represent now, if that makes sense. So, no, don't please don't perform broski in church. Super <laughs> duper we can, right? Yes, I give you full permission to okay. perform that in church. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are your thoughts when Michael Todd brings, you know, that type of Grammy atmosphere into mm. the house of God as a Christian artist? What do you say to that? Yeah. So when I initially heard about that, the first thing I wanted to do for myself was actually go watch the video. But for some reason, I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it online on YouTube or any platform. So it was difficult for me to give an impression, give an opinion or thought about it. And there's a key word there, opinion. The church is full of opinions, <laughs> lots and lots of opinions. And we tend to love to use the Bible and scripture to always justify our opinions, but it's still an opinion at the end of the day. So if I want to be mature about this whole thing, I'll be very frank with you to say I cannot share a strong opinion about it because I have not even watched the video yet. Yes, there was a lot of backlash and I can see the sentiment and where people were coming from. But honestly speaking, as of now, the only thing I can really say is maybe as a Christian artist, you want to also be mindful of the people that are supporting you or the people that are in your camp and be mindful of what their, let me say, comfort level is, what their, where their head is at in terms of philosophies and values. And you are, you should already be able to predict what could step on people's toes or not and know how to handle and address it appropriately. If you know within your heart that you're doing this with a good intention and a good message, but the manner in which you're doing it might come off as uh, sketchy to some people, then you should take a proactive approach to want to address that and not just assume that, well, people are going to be okay with it. That's what I'll call maturity. But for now, I don't have any strong opinions about this, Donovan. That's that's what I'll say. <laughs> okay. But if that happened at your church, would you be happy about that or no? That I, type I, of performance. I would want to understand the context as to why they did that and genuinely what the message is. I wouldn't just jump straight away to criticize and be like, this doesn't belong in the church. 
I feel like that's too harsh, you know? Okay. Yeah. So what's your opinion now with a lot of Christian artists taking secular artist songs and flipping them? People mm. have taken Sam Smith, You Know Hell Is Hot, <laughs> and what do you call it? And they flipped it. Or they're taking Jack Harlow's First Class and flipping it to a Christian narrative. What's your take to that? I think, honestly, it's it's interesting. I, I, I was thinking about that when I saw, uh, I was just scrolling on my Explore page, and I was kind of conflicted as to, well, it's good in one sense that it's making it more appropriate for somebody who wants to receive a Christian message but still enjoy the sound, like the instrumentals, the performance style of the original song. But at the same time, should I, I feel like we shouldn't make a habit out of doing that, if that makes sense. It's, it shouldn't be the case where we're almost depending on the secular music industry, if that makes sense, to feed us context that we can then remix. Instead, we should be the, what do they call it, the pioneers, the ones leading the way in terms of coming up with a song so that if a secular artist wants to go remix our music we're the ones who originally created it i feel like that should be our primary goal i think yeah. the secular artists would be scared to want to touch <laughs> it <laughs> well, that's on them I, I can't i can't force anybody to do anything but they do do it though i think there was one that was almost about to do it but i think the single didn't get approved dj luke nasty for listeners that don't know hip-hop he was gonna take kirk franklin's melodies of heaven rain down on me <laughs> and he was going to flip it but apparently that never went through mm. so david i guess in a sense you can't take i get so weak in the spirit i can hardly move the holy ghost takes over so you can't take an swv song and flip it right i'm not even really familiar with swv <laughs> if i'm being honest but people are taking songs what do you call it yeah jack harlow yeah. first class what do you call it god is a g devil's a what do you call it so i mean you already answered the question are we gonna see more of that all the pretty girls rock like solomon <laughs> says and prophet said he would <laughs> i i would say we'll we'll definitely still see those coming along again we just shouldn't make a habit out of doing it so people don't think that we're literally dependent on the secular music industry we should again be pioneers and let let people follow us you know let, let's be the leaders don't aim to just be a follower your whole life <laughs> what if you want to take 21 would you do something for me why would it could we take that and flip it to a christian message jesus won't you do something for me <laughs> could we or we again like you said we have to be very careful of what context yeah. we flip it of course yeah do it in the right context put the right message that you think is appropriate for that and yeah again just don't make a habit out of doing that that's again my opinion okay. everybody has opinions all right my mom always says everyone's entitled to an opinion so Again, it's just an opinion. I'm not saying this as fact or gospel or something. Mm -hmm. And some listeners might be listening saying, well, it's just music. What's you guys' problem, man? There's nothing wrong with listening to secular music, man. <laughs> but is there anything wrong with listening to secular music, you think, as a Christian artist? So that that's often one of the most popular questions you would probably get or someone like me would get. And the thing that doesn't really do it a lot of service is that categorization of secular and gospel because a lot of times we make it seem like it's very black and white like 
if it's not gospel, and when they say gospel, they mean like gospel, gospel, gospel. I'm talking like mm-hmm. CC Winans, yeah, full blown gospel. Shirley Murdoch, yeah. all of them. That's that's yeah. why a lot of people will listen to the Christian hip hop or Christian rap and feel like no, mm-hmm. this shouldn't even be considered at all mm-hmm. because they're looking at it too black and white. Now again, there could be a blurred line in some cases between quote unquote secular music, as it seems and gospel music. Take rap, for example. Of course, rap didn't originate in the church. This was influenced by the secular world. And Christian people saw something that already existed in the secular world and said, how can we own this? Right. And put the message that we want into this genre. That's an example of a blurred line in which, yes, I think people should explore and you should listen to those kinds of songs. And there might be um, some other examples within that category like that are not gospel-centered. For example... Happy birthday to you. That's not a gospel song. <laughs> that was by Marilyn Monroe, by hey, the way. Happy I, I, birthday, I did not even know about Mr. That. President. <laughs> <laughs> so say a song like that, would you say, no, it's not a gospel song. You shouldn't listen to it, or you should never sing happy birthday to you to someone. That technically is a secular song. Exactly. So that's why I believe that it's really down to each person's spirit, heart, and conviction. That's why you should have your own personal relationship with God and really say do I feel right listening to this? It's not for me to determine for you. I'm running my own race. You go run your own race. Mm-hmm. It's the same way some people look listen to 21 Savage, for example, and they'll be like, no, this, this is, forget about gospel or anything. Like, this is inappropriate music. It's too violent. It's too wrong. My children should not listen to this. And some people will listen to that and be like, yeah, he's representing the people from, let's say, the hood, for example. He's really telling the true stories of what's going on, and they feel empowered by it. It's down to each person. I'm not going to be the your president and tell you what you should or shouldn't listen to. Right, so, yeah. right, right. And another thing, just think about it. Like, is it really benefiting me? That's all that would come down. And, like, if I listen to Future, how do I feel after? Like, for me, mm. I'd feel like garbage after. But, I mean, to each his own. And some people may, you know, enjoy Future. They might think he's doing positive things for the culture. That's another show. But again, (laughs) it's up to each individual, right? Yeah. All right. So let's hear more music in the future. I want more, David. Yes. I want to give everybody lots of music. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. You're not going to be a one-hit wonder. (laughs) Hopefully not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that in the gospel industry? Can there be one-hit wonders in gospel music? (laughs) Apparently. Apparently there have been. But it it then goes to show, like, are we doing this music because, (laughs) oh, this was a hit song? And are we doing this for the idea of praising God? You know, it talks about what what should the emphasis be on? Okay. Of course, it's it's fine. It's it's inevitable that you may have a song that everybody just enjoy listening to so much, but that should not be your primary aim, especially as a gospel musician. Like, why did I just make the hit song? And uh, how can I make another banger again? How can I be top forty with on the gospel charts or on the secular charts? It doesn't matter. No. I feel like that shouldn't be your main aim, honestly speaking. Can I work with Drake to get the banger? <laughs> I know you already answered that earlier, but let's say if we take Super Duper, are we can we feature Drake on it or no? We, will Drake bring the right kind of spirit and the right kind of message to the table of what I represent as a gospel musician? If Drake can all fulfill that as much as, yes, Drake is a popular musician, anybody who quote-unquote collabs with Drake is going to blow overnight. I don't want to be tempted by that because that would just mean that I'm chasing the wrong rabbit, right? If Drake cannot bring the right message that I want to the table, then yeah, 
Straight okay. up, I'll just have to say, sorry, Drake, you're a cool dude. You make catchy music, whatever. But I'm sorry, I cannot work with you. Okay, tied on the side. <laughs> Same thing applies to everyone <laughs> across the board. But tied on the side, we worked with Lecrae. Remember, yeah, blessings. I saw that. Blessed. And some people actually like... criticize him for that, to be honest. Some people criticize him for just working with Ty Dolla Sign, regardless of whatever they were talking about. Okay, can I educate listeners? <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign was heavily raised in the church. So oh, was he? he was heavily, he was I a keyboard player in church. So, you know, some people, we got to stop judging. But again. But he still like hold those principles? No, he doesn't. But but then again, I like I don't want to go back at Harper because we talked about this earlier. It looks like we're heading there where go- a lot of gospel artists will be working with secular artists to get that top 40 banger. <laughs> I always wonder, like, why? That's always a question. I'm just curious to pick. Let's say it's Lecrae or anyone, for example. I'm just curious to pick their brains. Like, why did you work with John Legend? Why did you work with Ty Dolla Sign, YK Osiris? Janae Ayeka. Yeah. Like, what was your thought process? I'm just curious to know. But I want to bring the gospel to the people. To the people. And you feel like collaborating with those. I'm Again, I'm not saying yeah. that what he did was wrong or right. Yeah. I just want to know why. I'm curious because I haven't figured it out for myself. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something that he's seeing like, yes, this is the avenue I should take. And if... I believe, yeah, this is actually true. He's got a point here for collaborating with these people. My perspective could change. If I have a conversation with Lecrae and I still feel like, nah, I don't think we're on the same page with this, then yeah, I'll probably still stay with my stance. I don't know, young people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a lot going on right now with me, and I don't know. It's just... It's a very mucky waters when we take, what do you call it, a gospel artist, and then we make them team up with 21 Savage. (laughs) Just two different messages, two different voices. So, (laughs) Why do I have a feeling something like that's going to happen at some point? But you know. 21 Savage on a gospel song. (laughs) It can, but you know what, though? If he does get saved or if Drake gets saved, they would be ripping apart the gospel charts. And, Isn't that what Kanye did? Yeah, yeah, but then, okay, but where is Kanye? Is Kanye still doing gospel music anymore? If Kanye was still doing gospel music, I feel like inevitably he would probably still be like the number one, technically speaking, number one gospel artist for like for the next five, ten years just because he is Kanye, right? All right. And he happens to be making gospel music. So, uh, I mean, I heard that Quavo apparently wants to do a gospel album. Did you hear about that? No. I heard I heard that on Instagram. Wow. I saw it on Instagram. I don't know the details of it, but maybe it's a trend that might start happening in the future where so, more and more secular artists start doing gospel music. Do you think he might get saved, though? I, I don't know Quavo personally, so... I mean, <laughs> I if it's know. inspiring him, look at what happened to Black China, Angela. Ooh. You know, so people are hearing the gospel. Even I'm I'm very interested in going to Bible college listeners. Like I really want to be in an environment where, you know, the That's word good. of God is around me twenty four seven. So yeah. I'm very I'm not against a secular artists, you know getting that journey where they want to really explore those roots. I just want to know if people are doing it for the right reasons. That's mm. all my concern is. So, yeah. That, that's a key point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But I mean, I can't see their heart. I don't know what yeah. they're thinking or what their intentions are, right? Right. So yeah, for mm-hmm. the time being, on, on, until until or unless we develop that ability, we mm-hmm. can only judge from the surface level, right? That's what I'm saying. So Angela, or what do you call Quavo? God bless you all. I hope it's for the right reasons. And yes. 21 Savage, if you do decide <laughs> to work on that gospel, what do you call it, joint with David, make sure, <laughs> you know, it's right for the right reasons, okay? Yes, Not sir. because our... <laughs> I know my music. <laughs> all right. So let's hear about the future. I asked you early. More music we're working on. What's the next single? So right now, since I just released the album, which is volume one of a three-part album or a three-part project, depending on how you want to call it, volume one is meant to be a hip-hop and rap album. Again, praising God in a fun way. Volume two is meant to be an Afrobeat album. Also seven songs as well. But more expressing my love for God in a more intimate way. And volume three is meant to be more of an experimental R&B album. And it's meant to express the more sad side of experiences I've had and how God has brought me through that. So again, volume one, hip hop album, volume two, Afrobeats album, planning on releasing that perhaps in May and volume three, experimental R&B album perhaps sometime in June or July. Okay. So back to back to back. All right. So what's your message to young people that pick up this volume one and they listen to Super Duper? What do you want to tell them? Listen over and over and over again. Don't stop listening. Add it to your playlist. And why? So that you can constantly receive that fresh dose of the good gospel message to your soul on a daily basis. And at least you're having fun while doing it. Not saying you can't have fun with traditional gospel music, no. But if this is your style of music and you've been looking for good quality hip-hop music that has the right message that you're looking for, then look no further. That's what I'm saying. All right, all right, all right. And to the fans, what do you want to tell them that they've been walking, they've listened to every inner every single interview we've done with each other they've supported every single Mm -hmm. one of your singles they support the journey they support the growth that you are growing in christ what do you want to tell them oh my goodness you know almost on a weekly basis i'm appalled by just how often people would often message me and just be like wow i've seen how much you've grown and it may seem like such a simple statement but on my end it means a whole lot genuinely speaking Because, again, that's what I aim to do. I can't really see the growth myself, but other people can see it because they look at it from point A and then the next point is maybe when you release your next project. I'm looking at it on a daily basis, so I may not notice that growth sometimes. But I'm very grateful to every single individual who has perhaps met me in person or on Instagram or any other platform, reached out saying, I love that song. I was blessed by that song. That's what I aim to do put smiles on people's faces, bless people with the gospel, and thank you, as anyone should say, right? Thank you. I'm very grateful. All right, throw out your social media platforms. Absolutely. So it is Go King David on all social platforms. That's Go King David. David has two eyes in it, just for context. So Go King David, whether Instagram, TikTok, what's the other one? Twitter, everything, you know? 
No TikTok challenge. <laughs> if you want to start one, I'll join you. But I'm still trying to get the hang of that, to be honest. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. The positive messages you've given me over the years. And thank you that I get to see you four years. I'm so proud of your growth, your journey with God, and the music. I appreciate you very much, Donovan. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right, all right, all right. For CJRU 1280 AM, I would love to to thank artist King David. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. God bless you all. Thank you to the listeners for listening as well.